intergalactic interviews. Oh, baby, the intergalactic interviews. Oh, yeah. Hello, folks. How are you doing? How is everything going on in your life? You as an individual on this planet of over 7 billion people, how are you doing? Just want to let you know that it matters. <laughs> Does it matter? All right. How's it going? Yeah. You know, uh, I got to admit, it's feeling kind of lonely in this place. A little bit. Just a little bit lonely. After uh, three weeks of guests, here I am. All by my lonesome. And, uh, yeah, it's me. I'm MD. And, uh, hope you're having a great time, you know. Here on the West Coast, it's the fall. And, uh, uh speaking of fall, you know, things are going real well right now. I, one of the reasons I don't got a guest today is, uh, uh, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing so many, uh, different projects for different people, and it's all just kind of coming to a head. Basically, when you're doing a lot of productions, there's, uh, phases. You know, there's, uh, like the creative phase. You're kind of building something, and then, uh, then you know, there's a showcase. You got to show somebody, and they got to get their approval. Got to get a green light, and then, uh, you know, maybe after that, uh, you go through a revision, and you have a revision phase. And uh, if you don't like the revision stuff, then uh, you're gonna have a bad time because revisions are where <laughs> it's where producers are broken. And where dreams are are broken, because <laughs> uh, yeah, they have to uh, uh, you know compensate for someone else's vision, or you gotta you know basically uh, you know break down your own. Either way, it's uh, it's a bit of a process. So anyway, I've been uh, remixing a track for Scholastic, like I've been talking a few weeks ago. Uh, I've been remixing her record "Move Slow." Beautiful record, beautiful record. It samples uh, Ed. ED, am I saying that right? I don't know. ED, which is a soul record from 1977. And, uh, oh, it's beautiful. It's real good. I, and you know what? Uh, her record was very up-tempo, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it. I think you're going to like what I did, because uh, it, it sounds just a little bit different. It sounds uh, uh, pretty dubfied. I don't know. I'm making up words here. I don't know. Yeah, I've been doing that, and then... Uh, I've been doing uh, multi-tracking for uh, this single I did uh, uh, for uh, this local artist, upcoming guy, nice talent, young dude. I've seen him make incredible strides in, a, in one calendar year. We were working together for about 18 months, but uh, man, he turned the corner. I don't know how else to say it, but he, he really he really just uh, picked up his socks and he went for it. He seriously went for it. Did he pick up his socks, or did he just slow down? I don't know. The fact is, uh, it, it's uh, it's gonna be a good record. It features uh, Mercules from uh, from SDK and Effin. I guess uh, is Mercules part of that new record label? There's a new label just launched here by uh, Mr. White Dynamite himself, uh, Snack the Ripper. Uh, man, what was the name of that? Something. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember the name of the label right now. Something launch or something. It was military themed. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's gonna feature. Uh, so it's B me, uh, B M E, featuring uh, Mercules. It's gonna be mixed by Stylist. So uh, I've been uh, from from Stylist Beats, and uh, he just went on tour. So we uh, 
I want to wish him a safe tour, safe travel. He's a good guy. He uh, he also mixed the Rude Man records, so all the work I did with Maka, you know, we've been kind of pushing some tracks back and forth here for a bit. It's good good to hear him doing well. He's going to be doing a, a, a Halloween tour. I think he's playing Edmonton on the 24th, and then uh, I can't remember many of the dates. I think he's playing Red Room in Vancouver on the 31st. I got my man uh, Matt McKenzie. Scrums? I got Scrum opening up for him. That's going to be a good look. I've been doing uh, voiceovers with Scrum and uh, Rebecca Uton, a.k.a. RTR. I've been doing voiceovers for them. I've been doing uh, some educational stuff. You know, children's uh, children's educational books. We're doing like, there goes Spot. Now see Spot run. Absolutely. One, two, three, five, six. It just sounds like, you know, like Johnny, Johnny come lately North American. Something like that. I don't know. Sipping Hell's Gate here. I'm trying to work this out. I got a list of things. What, what, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, when you're doing multi-tracks, uh, if you bounce them out real time, we're talking about, like, if it's a four-minute track and there's, let's say, 20 instruments. Now, this is an example. Not necessarily this. But if it's a four-minute track and there's 20 instruments, you got to bounce out each track individually, you know, if you, if you have pre-effects on them, which you shouldn't, but sometimes you get cute, like I do sometimes, and uh, you got to... You gotta send it the way you envision it, especially when someone's just doing uh, mixing, you know, pr- primarily vocal mixing. But uh, he does uh, instrumentation mixing too when I send it off to Stylus. But anyway, so the thing is, uh, y- you know, if you do the math, that's 20 tracks of four minutes a piece. It can take a little bit of time. Now you're like, oh, it's just a single. That doesn't take that much time. Well, here's the, here's the thing, Jack. All right. You do an album. All right. You do 15, 15 tracks. That's gonna slow you down a bit. That's gonna slow. You're gonna have to book a day. You're gonna have to take an afternoon, and uh, find something to do. And the thing is, they're bouncing every four minutes, so you can't really get into the groove of doing something else. I used to try to produce in between, like some kind of machine, <laughs> jumping between rigs. I'd, I'd have a uh, the wheels on my chair, just sliding back and forth, and just try and take care of things as much as possible. Now I just let it bounce. I read in between or something. I uh, speaking of reading. <laughs> uh, I read yesterday that uh, uh, the nuclear launch silo, where they they keep all like the nuclear launch codes and stuff like that in the states. Uh, forget the name of the place, but uh, two times this year in 2013, two times this year, they've left that huge vault open. That is ridiculous. Do you understand that that blast door is always supposed to be closed? And what happens is they only found out it was open because they they walked in on the guy sleeping. Sleeping! Do <laughs> you imagine if you came there all covert, you've been planning a heist for like eight months, and you go in there, and you're all dressed up, you look like, uh... <laughs> you, look, you look like you're about to do a tower heist. You got football war paint on your face, and you go in there all ready for a shootout. And the guy's sleeping. The door's wide open. You can just walk in. You probably wouldn't even wake him. The fat fuck. <laughs> do you think you'd be disappointed, or do you think you'd be re- you think you'd be relieved? I think I don't know. I think you'd be disappointed. You go, you come in and be like, ah, you know, I was looking forward to all this work and kind of the, kind of stole the thrill from me, buddy. Probably bang the table. Hey, wake up! Wake up! 
Why don't you get back on track here, MD? Okay, I'll do that. Okay, we'll do that a little bit here. Just one sec. Alright, I got a story for you guys. Uh, this is about idiots and when they drink. Now, when I drink, sometimes I'm an idiot. I'm not immune to this. I'm not some, uh, some saint. Uh, if I was, though, uh, I don't know, I'd be the saint of drinking. I'd I, I try my best. The, uh, the weird thing happened was this, alright? I'm out with Liz, and uh, it's one of our friend's uh, birthdays, okay? Now, uh, our, our friend's boyfriend, it's actually his birthday, but we're out for, for his thing, okay? So, we're going out to meet these guys, and uh, we're going to a, a predominantly gay part of town. Now, uh, when I was younger, say even like a decade ago, I don't know, I used to be like, it wasn't like I was homophobic, it was just I had like, you know, small town syndrome. I, I grew up where uh, I didn't know any gay people, and uh, the only time people brought up gay stuff was when they tried to like, like throw that and hurl it as an insult to somebody and be like, what are you, gay? You know? Like, <laughs> you fag? They say stuff like that, and it, it was just, it was stupid small-minded stuff, and uh, when I moved to the coast, I brought that with me, and I, I didn't realize just how pathetically short-sighted that is. It's very, very stupid. So anyway, I, uh, you know, I end up going with Liz to this uh, thing. We go out, and uh, we had to cab from one area to the other. We were all over the place that night, because the, uh, the Habs, they, uh, <laughs> they beat the lowly Canucks. Oh, yes. Oh, that was a beautiful win. Good job, Habs. That was amazing. So I was soaking it up. Anyway. So uh, I'm pretty sober, and uh, I'm going to, <laughs> as you can tell, uh, I, I, uh, you know, we're in the cab, and we're on our way over to this place, and uh, as we're going, it's, uh, again, predominantly gay neighborhood, and uh, as I'm in the cab, Liz gets out first, and then uh, I'm paying. I'm paying the cab driver, so he's taking a little bit longer than usual to get me my change, so I'm just sitting there in the back seat, I'm waiting for this guy to do it, uh, you know, Liz is standing outside, and then uh, I get a knock on my window, like uh, like that. Uh, I don't know if you heard that just now, <laughs> but uh, it was a knock on the window. And uh, here, here's uh, three dudes standing at the window, and the, one of the guy opens the door, actually. And he goes, come on, buddy, let's go, come on. I, I, I was just, what the fuck, what do you, what do you mean? Let's so I turned to him, and I was just like, alright, you need to slow down. Okay? I'm not done processing my transaction. I look over to the cab driver. This seemed to fix the thing. He didn't say another word. So I look over to the cab driver. The cab driver, he, uh, he's still counting my change. This guy tries to reach into the cab with the door still open. He reaches over and tries to, like, eagle claw me under my armpit to, like, he's like, here, I'll help you out. I'll help you out, buddy. Let me help you out. I was like, what the? F I was like, I was like, shut the fuck up and don't talk to me. Now, Here's the part about being an idiot. Granted, I shouldn't have said shut the fuck up, but this is a guy just putting his hands on me. He's trying to jump in the cab. It's not his cab yet. You need to wait. You need to show some patience, okay? I'm not the. I'm not a. I'm not a fucking. Uh, you know, savage. I'm not out here looking for fights. But this guy's fucking around, and here I am enjoying a, a, a beautiful night where the Habs crushed the Canucks. It was a beautiful thing, and and this guy's trying to fucking reach in on me. Anyway, so. I wait. I wait for this cab driver. He uh, he hands me my change back, and as I'm, I'm as I'm uh, as I'm you know taking my change back, you know I, I take my time. At this point, I'm being a prick a little bit. 
<laughs> this guy wants the cab. He's got two of his friends standing beside him. You know, uh, I think some people in that situation, they would have been like, oh, you know, there's like three on one. You want to relax? I don't know. I just, I was uh, belligerent. Is what I, <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. So I get out of the cab and, you know, I was sitting down this whole time. This guy's fucking with me, right? So as I stand up, it suddenly becomes very clear that I'm at least two to three weight classes in, and height above this guy. No question. This guy's about 5'8". You know, of the three of them, there's maybe like a 5'10er. <laughs> you know? And the three of them, they're, they're just fucking rocked. They're like, What are you doing? Where else go? Why, why don't you shut the fuck up? They're like arguing with each other when I stand up. Anyway, the one guy who I didn't have any interaction with, as I get up out of the car, he says, You need to watch your fucking mouth. Now... I thought we were done with this, right? So I was like, you should watch your fucking mouth. He goes, oh yeah, you're a fucking tough guy. This is the guy standing with two other guys <laughs> telling me I'm a fucking tough... At no point did I want this conflict. Like, do you understand? I'm sitting there trying to pay for a cab. You're reaching into the cab. You're trying to pull me out of the cab without my permission, mind you, or knowledge of anything about me. And, uh, you know, you're interrupting my transaction. So... So here's the thing. I was like, ah, watch your fucking mouth. You know, I, I threw it right back at him. One for one. Okay? At this point, I consider us even, even though we've had a few volleys back and forth. Now, Liz is like, all right, come on, come on. She's pulling me away. She's done this song and danced so many times. She's got a, a choreographed number with it. So anyway, we're walking across the street, and uh, I hear the window start rolling down on the cab that we were just in. These guys are now piling into it. And I just hear... Remember, remember where we are, okay? This street, <laughs> the predominantly uh, uh, predominantly gay street that we're on. Right? This guy rolls down the window and is like, You fucking fag! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, without even thinking, instinctively, I just, I toss it right back. You know, one for one. Here I am. I, I was like, what? I turned around, I was like, Sh I was like, you're a fucking fag. <laughs> All right, so now the cab speeds away, and I'm left with a fucking situation. Now I'm in this predominantly gay street, and I just uttered the worst thing you could possibly yell. I'm just <laughs> standing there. And just, I just realized the world of fuck that I'm in all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, god damn it. This is no good. And, you know, there's, like, uh, the place where we were, there's, like, a smoker's patio. And, of course, there were people out there. Of course, they heard what I said. You know, it was just this, ah, oh, great. You know, we walk up to the bouncer. Bouncer's like, good evening. Like, like he didn't just hear all the shit that just went down. Just retarded. Anyway, this guy with three guys calling me a fag. When I showed up with a girl, okay? <laughs> I, had a, I had a broad with me, and here you are. Trying to call me into question. That's ridiculous. That's that was, that was just dumb. You know, and as I overanalyze it, as I sit here and think about it later, I think everyone's just got kind of a belligerent scale. You know, like how many drinks you can have. Like me, I could probably, uh, I don't know, something about uh, beer. I could drink like, like a good amount. Like, uh, I don't know, small town. I could probably drink about 18, 19 before I, you know, I get kind of belligerent. Which sounds unreal, but, but you know, like, drinking a bottle of Jack is nothing. So, uh, I think about a bottle of Jack, and I go, okay, if I'm drinking this Jack, 
at the halfway mark of that bottle of a 2.6, I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're going to get out of hand here shortly. Like, I, I just know it. I start, I start doing stuff like this. People have been drunk around me, they know. But uh, I'll basically, uh, you know, I give you a little shoulder push here and there. I'm because I'm, I'm your friend, and that's <laughs> when I drink. I guess that's that's what I equate to as uh, loving, loving touches. But it's uh, <laughs> it's probably pretty belligerent. Probably the last time I was like blackout, retarded, drunk was uh, my twenty twenty eighth birthday, just this past May. I was uh, I was convincing uh, local hip hop artist, and uh, now actually he's touring Ontario. So I guess he's uh, he's all over the place now. Let's say national artist Maca. I was convincing him to jump off uh, the newspaper stands that we have around here. You know those little dollar machines you put put a quarter in or whatever. I was convincing him to do backflips off those things. He did it probably like three or four times, and in drunk me was just it was like fireworks to zombies or something. I was just so amazed. It stopped me from from uh, trying to pull down my pants and tell people to suck it, <laughs> as, as uh, I was known to do in the midst of that blackout. I don't know. That's what happens sometimes when when you have that many drinks. But uh, yeah, I, I was just uh, I, I think there's a belligerent scale. I think uh, that you know if I if I have those 18 drinks, if I have 17, I think uh, I think I could probably run for office. You know, run for an election. And uh, I think I could probably win. <laughs> could you imagine the guy just sloshed all the time trying to win in an election? I would, to- I would totally vote for that guy. You'd know he was just realistic. And all his meetings were conducted at a bar. And you know, all the constituents, you know, they're already giving money to the bar. Of course they're going to donate to him. This is genius, actually. I don't know. I might look this up. I might make some moves. Anyway. Oh, geez, before I forget, uh, MC Jure from uh, Japan. I did, a, I did a couple records for him. He's got one called uh, Mission and uh, one called My Way featuring Shay Carter. And uh, Shay Carter is uh, you know, a super talented dude, but his verse on My Way is unreal. Very, very talented uh, group of guys we're working with here. And now I'm going back and forth. Same thing I was talking about earlier. We're doing mixes, and now we're in the revision process. You know, we're tweaking. We're trying to make it sound good. When you hear something on the radio and uh, you're like, oh, this is, I love this song. You, you have no idea how many people had to touch that song before it even got to your ears over the radio. <laughs> you have no idea. So, yeah, we're in the midst of that. And uh, I got a little something special for you guys today. Uh, you know, I don't know how long this thing is, but uh, when I'm doing these lonely, lonesome podcasts, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I could talk about drinking for another 30 minutes, but but who wants to hear that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know what? I got a song here for you guys. Uh, recently came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, a group I work with called Lamb's Breath. They uh, they were introduced to me via a comic. Uh, Mark Mark from Lamb's Breath is uh, he uh, <laughs> he draws all his own comics. He has uh, a really really talented way of of uh, Showing the storyline. Basically, it's this lamb. I, you know, I got to show you guys. You, you know, Maybe I'll put a link up or something like that. You guys can check out the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I featured on this record. I produced it. It's on this compilation he just put out, the newest one he did. And uh, I should have wrote that down. Where's the name? I'm all over the place today, guys. I don't know. I, I, I could definitely try better. But, uh, all right, this song's called uh, Measure of a Man Lost. 
it was a real fun time making this you know mark's a real talented dude yeah he plays all the guitar and the record and uh you know, I do some vocals. Uh, for fans of the uh, the the Mecca Five stuff, I do all the all the Noobins and Boomsday shit, all the all the space intergalactic stuff. I do intergalactic interviews. All right, settle down. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about the uh, the song. Uh, you guys, you like the you know the space stuff? I do the cosmic stuff. Uh, you're gonna like this. It's all story based. You know, uh, it comes from a, a real beautiful place. Uh, I think. Uh, Next week, we're going to have a guest in, but uh, uh, it's either going to be uh, <laughs> a real amazing comedian or it's going to be a real amazing booking agent. So I'm going to give you guys a nice little peek into those lives and uh, we're going to break that down. But uh, as always, you can always follow me, MD, at MD underscore Boomsday on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow me the same on Instagram and uh, whatever. I don't know. Is Instagram still fucking popping? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you can always uh, email us your questions at partnerdpromo at gmail.com. That's P-A-R-T-N-E-R-D promo at gmail.com. And uh, if you send us a question, you know, maybe I'll, I'll start giving away stuff. If uh, if you send us a question, uh, I'll I'll contact you directly. And uh, you can either tweet me the question directly or you can uh, just hit me on that email, partneredpromo at gmail.com. And we'll hook you up. We're going to start hooking you up. Uh, yeah, things are things are really, really beautiful. And uh, you guys should totally start recognizing the beautiful things in your life because uh, I just had a, had a glorious week. And I just wanted to share that little part with you. All right, look, we're going to get into this Measure of a Man Lost by Lamb's Breath featuring MD. I really love you guys. Thanks for listening always. We'll uh we'll see you next week. Love ya!
still travel with the fear that I left the lights on. Ain't still a travel with the fear that I left the lights on. Ain't still a travel with the fear that I left the lights on. Touch the stars, inhale the dust. I trust the ship's hull will not rust. I'm